You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is a Locked On NFL podcast. We are back to talking with Sage Rosenfels every Tuesday. Sage, I know you're busy. Squeeze this one in another tight window. How is life treating you? Oh, I'm not bad. You know, I mean, I guess it's, it hasn't been sunny in Omaha, Nebraska, it feels like, in about a month. We've got <laughs> some snow on the ground, but it looks nice at least. And uh, I was lucky enough to speak at the Nebraska State Penitentiary this morning over in Lincoln. And so that's why we to push this thing back. So very cool. uh, that, was a, that was a very new experience for me to be able to speak to these men and, and hopefully have some sort of impact on their lives going forward. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome of you. And I know you spend a lot of time concentrating on the Vikings. That's where I wanted to start this. I wanted to just get your initial impressions of Vikes-Pats. I really haven't talked about that game all that much. but And you probably saw more of it than me, but it seemed like an uphill climb for Minnesota. It, it was, and and... But they also didn't really help themselves. You know, one of the things the Vikings have sort of has been a an issue all year is them not running the football. Yes. And not just their like yards per carry or their success rate. It's really the fact that they just don't run the football very often or the runs they do have don't seem to be the types of runs that you'd want to do in certain situations. And and uh, so, you know, the running back Dalvin Cook had nine carries for 84 yards but only on nine carries. And that game was 10-10 uh, for a lot of the game. And in the third quarter, the, the Patriots started to take the lead. But how does Dalvin Cook only have nine carries uh, for 84 yards? And you know, the Vikings were in, uh, I believe, five third and eights or more in this game. They don't do well in third and eights. This, you know, some quarterbacks do. Roethlisberger can make things happen. And obviously Rodgers and these guys. But but some quarterbacks, bad things happen in third and long situations, and Kirk Cousins is one of those guys. And so you can't be in third. They had a whole bunch of third and 13s, third and 15s. Really, as we all know, you're just going to run a screen or hand the ball off or throw a quick pass and just basically punt and not give yourself a chance. And so uh, there's a lot of pressure right now on this offensive coordinator, John D. Filippo's in his first year. Uh, obviously, he was he's replacing Pat Shermer, who left to go to the Giants. And up. Uh, Randomly, Eli Manning actually starting to have a pretty good year. Statistically, (laughs) he's having the best year of his career. Uh, They just got a huge win against the Mitchell Trubisky list Chicago Bears. And so there's some uh, there's some stuff going on, I believe, in the Minnesota organization. Uh, Zimmer has he's almost has said he's confused by it or or, you know, obviously he and uh, John DeFlip are not necessarily on the same page. You know, the Vikings are breaking a lot of records in the passing game, but is that what a Mike is that, is that what Mike Zimmer wants on an offense to have receivers constantly going over 100 yards? Uh, it's good in some ways, but also he likes to win with defense, run the football, control the game, grind it out, win 24-17, uh, or win shoot win 13 to 10 if it was up to Mike Zimmer. And you know they're they're not really designed from almost like a. Uh, their model is not, yeah, let's throw for 350 yards every game. And uh, I, I believe there's an issue there right now between Zimmer and Filippo of the Vikings are not only just throwing the ball too much, but they're constantly trying to throw the ball down the field, uh, which ends up being, you know, sometimes interceptions or incompletions uh, and a lot of punts. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the 
the offense and defense are married properly with each other's strengths. And I sort of excused this approach when Cook was out, but I don't know if you agree. I mean, Cook looks 100% back to me. He looks like a dynamic player. And I don't know if you also agree, but I assume you do, that running the football can't be a part-time endeavor. I mean, you got to dedicate yourself to doing it. Well, and I, and I think that's what these offensive linemen like to do. You know, last year they were they were seventh in some running that category and second in another. I think they were they seventh in like yards per carry and second in, in total yardage rushing the football. Uh, people don't realize that running the football, it's not necessarily just about offensive linemen. It's not just about, you know, great technique. It's also about game planning and creating sort of advantageous situations or eliminating or minimizing, you know, great defensive players and finding these little uh, sort of the the game inside the game, you know, uh, ways to to run the football, to give yourself a chance, to give your guys a chance. And it doesn't seem like this year. And it's also, by the way, they lost Tony Sperano, who passed away in the summer. And so, you know, it's obviously they're, they're, they're just not running the football enough, and it doesn't seem like they have maybe the creativity that they had just a year ago. Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, to flip it, the Patriots, especially when Sony Michelle is healthy, sure seem dedicated to the running game. I mean, were the rest of the league throwing it all over the field? Brady's numbers are kind of down by his standards, or by the you know compared to the Mahomes and guys like that, they're throwing a ton, and. It's obviously working, but I wonder if Belichick knows, hey, we're not quite the powerhouse we've been in the past. Brady might not be the A-plus player that he's been in the past. we got to play a little bit differently. Well, anytime you can run the football, it's, it helps out a quarterback. Even sure. the guys that loved I mean, it helps Pat Mahomes and, and whoever else. You know, Drew Brees, when he could have a running game, uh, it helps out the, the quarterback. You could do more play action. Uh, it's nice just to not have to throw the ball uh, 50 times a game to win. You know, as somebody once said, you know, when, when you throw the football, three things happen and two of them are bad. You know, there's <laughs> completion, incompletion, or reception. Yep. You know, like, so uh, if you could, you could run the football every single play. And uh, so I, I think as, you know, as Tom has gotten older now, he's still such a great player and playing at such a high level. But, yeah, wh- why expose him? by throwing the ball, you know, 45 times a game to, to more hits uh, and those types of things. And, and you know, listen, New England's defense, sometimes they're ranked high and sometimes they're ranked a little bit lower, but where they're almost always ranked in, like, the top 10 in the NFL is uh, scoring defense. Red scoring zone, defense yeah. is a big thing with Belichick. And uh, that she does a great job in the red zone and game plan, those types of things. See, they, they, they might have years they give up a lot of yards or whatever, but scoring defense is always pretty dang good. And that's where they are this year. They're about 10th in the league in scoring defense. And if you can combine that with a, with a great quarterback who has a decent running game, man, you got a pretty good football team. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to keep it in the NFC North. I want to talk a little bit of Bears. I want to talk about this big Packers news. We will be back in a moment. All right, Sage. I'm curious your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, Packer head coaching change um are you a fan of doing it mid-season do you think it's somewhat of a present to mccarthy i mean uh saying you can go talk to the browns now you can go help your cause and shop your wares you've done a lot of good things for us is it the right move is it something that needs to happen what do you think i don't like the move 
Right. Uh, and, and I understand, yeah, I guess he can go talk to another team. But you know what? Almost nobody ever no, – actually, I would say nobody is going to hire somebody uh, you know, the, the, um, before the season ends, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, he could always have talked to the Browns. He could talk to Browns in a month. Uh, you know, the day after he gets fired or, you know, he, he probably wouldn't would have known the writing was going to be on the wall going into week 17. And, you know, who knows that, you know, the Browns contact his agent knowing he's going to get fired. I mean, you know how all that stuff sort of works behind the scenes sometimes. So, you know, I, I believe the Giants let Tom Coughlin. I could be wrong. Do they let Tom Coughlin sort of finish out his season? You know, I a guy who, yeah. who had done right by the organization run one, two Super Bowls. Uh, had some good years, had some bad years, and and you know, and I thought a classy way, even though everyone knew about week six that Coughlin was going to get fired, they were they went through a miserable season and they let him go at the end of the year, and I I just feel like uh, that's the type that's what you do to a guy who has sort of done everything right, you know, he hasn't been uh, a guy who's sort of done wrong by the Green Bay Packers. They went to the playoffs, something like nine of the 12 uh, seasons that he was there. Um, obviously won the Super Bowl four NFC championship games. He was a successful coach. Right. He might have been the yeah. best coach, but he was successful. I think he, you know, and the Green Bay Packers, by the way, are obsessed, just like the Steelers, just like the Giants, about, um, you know, the history uh, and, you know, what, what people think of them. And their brand, I, I believe that he was a very good representation of the Green Bay Packers brand. And so for that type of stuff, I, I think you try to wait until the end of the season, unless he would want to leave early. Uh, but I, usually coaches always want to finish it out. And I, 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 my guess is that uh, the day after that, that Mike McCarthy would get fired by the Packers, uh, the Cleveland Browns and probably a couple other teams uh, would, have, would have already made a call to his agent. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, I don't think that moving on from one another is a terrible thing in this instance. Sometimes it just runs its course, and he had a a long stretch there. I also think that the Packers might be the most attractive job that becomes available. Well, yeah, it's got a great quarterback, right? Right. That's always the attractiveness, and that's why one of the reasons a lot of people think Cleveland's a very attractive job, because they do got a quarterback, and, and they got a young quarterback, uh, they've got a great running back. They've got some players over there on defense too. So uh, yeah, they've got some pieces. And but yeah, that's always the key. It feels like at this point, it's not you know what's the stadium and uh, you know sometimes it's ownership. Now that that's another thing. But a lot of times it's the quarterback. You know, if, if you have a great, a good to great quarterback, you got a chance to win week in a week out. And obviously, the Green Bay Packers uh, have one of the best there is in the NFL. Yeah, I also think that organization. We'll be patient if you have a down year or two. It's not like you're on the hot seat the second you get there, too. Yeah, it's not Washington where Snyder right. really seems like there's somebody better out there in college or pros or wherever else. Always looking for that hot commodity. Yeah. It, well, it was a tough weekend in the NFC North. Bears lose a tough one. That seemed like it might have been due. And you mentioned Eli Manning and the Giants are playing a little bit better. They're back to respectability. What was your take on that game? And who's the best team in this division right now? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's. I, I don't believe it's uh, Washington who just lost another quarterback last night. Colt yeah, McCoy out for the year. So really, it's to me, it comes down to it's the Cowboys and it's the Eagles. And Eagles obviously had that win. Eagles could very well win this division. Uh, and you know, obviously, you know, Dallas does have a couple game lead here. But 
the Eagles can get hot. They know how to they know how to get hot. They did it last year at the end of the season. Uh, there's a lot of veterans on that football team, and you know who knows. And so uh, I believe it's going to be Dallas at the end of the day. But yeah, I tell you, at the end of the year, you know who might be playing the best football? It might be the Giants. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, yeah, from now they maybe they've won. You know, uh, seven out of their last nine games or something like that and finish the year strong. They're playing pretty good football. Obviously helps to play at home against the Bears without Mitchell Trubisky. You know, first game, first play of the game or one of the first plays of the game, uh, uh, they intercept the pass for a touchdown. That's nice to get that seven-point lead. Really feel like, hey, we can beat these guys. And, uh, you know, I, I thought Chase Daniel, by the way, I thought he played – pretty well in this football game uh he made some couple mistakes uh they weren't terrible interceptions by any means he was playing really bad conditions you can tell he struggles a little bit throwing in that rain and the cold uh but uh yeah the bears are a really good football team who didn't play great on uh, on sunday but they're also playing against a team who's one of those rising teams here at the end of the year e- eli manning actually having his best year statistically as a pro which is incredible mm-hmm. yeah it, it is um, it's, it's funny because a couple of the bottom feeders, the Giants, the Bills, the Cardinals, even Oakland to some degree, are playing a little bit better now. They're not, you know, teams don't stay down long in this league. You know, you can laugh at them and, oh, they stink. But you take them lightly and look out. Well, there's a couple of things going on there. One, two of those, you have new coaches. And sometimes it just does take sort of the first half of the year and players have been in all these situations. They've run these plays in games. They've seen what to work. They sort of figure out who they are a little bit. They start to understand the personality, the play calling of the, the new coordinators. I believe that might be part of the thing that's going on in particular uh, it, it, with the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. There's also in the spot of Buffalo, uh, you know, as the quarterback plays more games. And he starts to understand that it's not always about making the big play. Sometimes it's, it's just not like losing the game for your team. You don't have to fire that throw in there that might get intercepted inside your own red zone. You know, you don't have to make those plays live to, you know, uh, try to stay alive to live another day. And uh, and I think, you know, their quarterback, you know, Josh Allen up there, he just makes so many. Right now he's making more plays with his feet than with his arm. And uh, you, you can do enough of that early on in your career. You can win some football games. Yeah, I'm coming around on Allen. I'm, I think he's quite impressive, especially considering the little around him. Um, back to a similar talented guy, though, Trubisky. You do think that the Bears are a better team with him in there, though, right? Oh, yes. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, better than better than Chase. And, you know, Chase does some good things. He's more of a thrower. I'll tell you, what I was impressed about Chase in this game is, and I, I always think back of quarterbacks that have been around a long time, you play a lot of, you do a lot of two minutes when you're a backup quarterback during uh, not only training camp, but preseason games. A lot of two-minute. The game speeds up. You run more simple plays. You just get completions. And Chase Daniel did that in this ball game. He did a great job just getting completions. Get the ball in the hands of Tariq Cohen or Taylor Gabriel uh, or or uh, Allen Robinson. Just get the ball in their hands and let them you know, get it out. Don't be holding the football in the pocket. And Chase Daniel did a pretty nice job in this ball game. And so that's probably something that actually Trubisky could be have learned, uh, you know, from his backup quarterback as he sat and rode the bench the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, and trying to get healthy here is, you know, here's how a veteran, you know, came back in that ball game. We're they're down ten points, had no business winning that game, and had a chance to win that game at the end. So, uh, but Trubisky all around the better player. Uh, how can how we can uh, make first downs on on third down or whatever with his feet and scramble around and and still has his throwing ability. 
uh, he's the better quarterback and the Bears, uh, you know, they'll be right there in the mix, I think, in the NFC. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, again, we're going to take another real short break, and then I want to talk a little bit more quarterback stuff here. We'll be back in a moment. All right, Sage, you said you had paid some attention to the Texans. I think they're a very interesting team. Crazy win streak. But I want to make the comparison between Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And obviously their physical traits are similar. But where I'm going with this is both teams have had a lot of success scaling it back this year. You know, I mean, in Seattle, all the running first stuff, it was like, man, why aren't they using Wilson? Well, it's really paying off now. You know, and clearly... Lamar Miller's going for 100 yards every week. And when they take deep shots, they max protect. And they're reeling Watson in in sort of a similar manner to what happened all year with Seattle. And both these teams are probably going to end up in the playoffs, which I'm not sure many of us expected. Yeah, I think sometimes it's important to not ask too much of your quarterback. Like, listen, this Texans team has a good defense. They've got a stud, a couple studs along the defensive line. All right. So they rush the passer extremely well. Uh, it's nice to have J.J. Watt back and healthy. So let, they've got a good good defense, in particular that defensive front. Lamar Miller's run the football well. Their offensive line going into the season, uh, some of these rankings had them as the worst offensive line in the league. But if you can create, take that group, and get some attitude behind them, and get those guys to want to move people, you can take an offensive line that's not supposed to be very good, run the football, Running the football eliminates or minimizes a lot of your other weaknesses. And maybe they're not great pass protectors, but they also has Deshaun Watson back there, somebody who can also help minimize the weaknesses of an offensive line. Deshaun's got a really strong arm. He's an accurate passer. He's a good decision maker. And most importantly, he knows how to win. He's won his entire life, and there is something to be said about that. You know, uh, um, you know Danny Warfel knew how to win, right? And, you know, and also Tim Tebow knew how to win in college. The problem is they weren't talented, physically talented, uh, like Deshaun Watson is. So you have that combination, uh, run the football, play good defense, a quarterback who can make plays, makes good decisions, and is an accurate passer. Uh, that's a recipe for nine straight victories. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Seattle, I looked at like, man, they are rebuilding. I don't know hardly any of these dudes on the team. All the, the old guard is out. But maybe Pete Carroll's a pretty good coach. And, you know, O'Brien in Houston hasn't had star power, hasn't had a quarterback really before Watson. But every year they seem to win eight, nine games, sneak in the playoffs. Like, that's not easy to do. Well, and they're also in that sneaky, crappy division. <laughs> right. The, the AFC South hasn't never seemed to have a great team since Peyton Manning was running the show down there. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, they're getting some, some easier wins there. But uh, they're just playing good football, good, smart football, not beating themselves. Um, and uh, he said, you know, just sort of going behind that newfound running game uh, that they haven't had a lot in their, their history there uh, in the last couple of years. And, and obviously that really good defense. And so they're playing really good team football there around a guy, Deshaun Watson, who just knows how to win football games. Are you a Watson fan? I mean, like, are there if you were building a team – are there many young quarterbacks you'd pick ahead of him? Or is he high on that list for you? I mean, do you think he is? He's, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about guys in the last five years, or I'm sorry, the guys that are in the first you know, three or four years in mm -hmm. the league, yeah, I'd put him in the top three or four, I would think. I, I, I love Carson Wentz. 
uh, I think he's a guy that's going to be really good for a long time. And I, I think, think Wentz and Mahomes kind of stand alone. Yeah, I think Mahomes is going to be here for really good for a long time also. And when you're talking about a franchise guy, you're I mean, you're talking about up to like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, can Deshaun Watson do what he does now in 15 years? Well, physically, he's not going to have that. You saw Michael Vick was not near the runner he was at the end of his career than he was at the beginning. But he's going to have a strong arm for a long time. Uh, he's going to be a smart football player. He's going to be a good decision maker. Uh, can he stay healthy? You know, he's not the he's not the biggest biggest guy. Uh, so you know that that's my concerns with Deshaun. But you know, so far, I tell you what, he is on his way to having one heck of a career. And uh, you know, obviously, the, the best quarterback, in my opinion, will be the best quarterback uh, in the history of that organization, and that even includes myself. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you touched on, and that's just the last thing I want to say about and we'll, and we'll fit, wrap up for today, but his durability worries me more than anything about him. You know, he has injuries going back to college, style of play, not the biggest guy. And I think that's part of the equation here is let's develop him as a pocket passer with a running game, and maybe we will get 12, 15 years out of him. Well, and he is a really good pocket passer, and I think that's, that's what's so great about having a running game is they asked him to do a lot last year. Mm-hmm. He was throwing the ball a lot more than I thought they, they would have him do uh, as, as a young guy. And so, uh, uh, or, or in his past, I should, yeah, early last year or whatever. So I, if he can get a running game going, then you don't have to expose him to those types of injuries. He is a good passer. He is accurate. He makes good decisions. I mean, you sort of go through that list of things you want for a quarterback. He has all those things. The only concern is because he was you know, previously injured, uh, you know, will he be a guy that's injured a lot uh, for the rest of his career, or will he stay healthy? Running the football uh, hugely helps that. Yeah, for sure. Sage, this was fun as always. Let's do it again next Tuesday, bud. Yep, sounds good. All right, man. Take care of yourself. That is a wrap for today. I'll have Mike Renner on from Pro Football Focus tomorrow, Mike Sando the following day, and then I'll be picking games at my bookie again on Friday. So spread the word and take care. Over and out.